Come on. Quick ask before we get started today, I am working to help people lead happier and more contented lives. My part of that is money. So if you enjoyed today's episode or if you've enjoyed past episodes, please take a minute and leave a quick review on iTunes. Subscribe. That helps uh, the show climb up the rankings and helps more people uh, find it. So thanks a lot. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, a strong and powerful John Phillips. John, are you ready to do this? I'm ready. Excellent. Let's do this. John is a CFA, a CFP, and the Chief Investment Officer at Red Door Wealth Management. Excited to have you on. John, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. All right. Well, on the personal side, I am married with three boys and uh, a black lab that I, I had to use as a, as a prop to propose my wife with. Okay. Girl can't say no, girl can't say no to a puppy. Um, with, with three young boys, there's there's not much time outside of family and work, but uh, when I do have the time, I, I love the opportunity to get outdoors as often as possible. Um, on the uh, professional world, um, you know, I was one of the lucky few who actually knew what they wanted to do at an early age, started trading stocks at the ripe age of 15 on what was Ameritrade at the time. And I had a passion for investing, but didn't quite know which way uh, the avenue would take me. And uh, while at the University of Virginia, uh, I realized that I enjoyed interacting with people and the relationships side of the, the financial world, as opposed to potentially sitting behind a desk and, and crunching numbers all day. So, as a as a junior or a third year, as we call it at UVA, um, I signed up for the CFP course online at uh, College for Financial Planning. Um, my research suggested that the CFP was a great designation to kind of learn the industry and, and uh, learn a lot uh, about uh, different avenues. And so I finished those courses about the same time that I was graduating from UVA, so I was ready to sit for the CFP exam. The problem was, I, while I passed it, I couldn't use the designation because I had no work experience. Um, so having said that, uh, I, you know, I don't think that I would have been able to get uh, started in the RIA world, which is kind of what I had targeted without that. Um, it's, it's just difficult because most firms are small. Uh, they don't hire very often and much less kids straight out of college. Sure. Um, so there, there was a firm that took a chance on me, um, and I appreciate it. And they immediately threw me into the deep end, which is what I was looking for, um, sink or swim. And, uh, it, it turned out great. And during that time working with them, I also started the CFA program, which you alluded to. Um, so fast forward to 2010, uh, myself and Fred Hyatt decided to peel out and start our firm Red Door, which is what we've been doing the last 10 years. Um, it's a fee-only RIA, and we partnered with uh, a local accounting firm um, just to bring more uh, intellectual capacity, uh, more service offerings to clients. Um, it made sense. Um, and we've been doing that ever since. So um, it's a, sorry for that long preamble, but uh, the bottom line is I've kind of been on this singular track focus for, for a long time now. Well, I, um, that. <laughs> I think you're, 
your, your third question that was uh, why do I do what I do I think was that is that correct yeah um, well uh, it is a little selfish but um, I, I do get a lot of joy and satisf- satisfaction out of, out of helping clients and you know when Red Door uh, sat down, our, our team sat down and created our mission statement after a couple of years, you know, we came up with the statement of to help shoulder our clients' financial burdens so they can focus on living a more fulfilled life. And the visual that we had in our mind at the time was, I think most people know what that the Atlas statue is. You can kind of think of it as that, that statue outside of Rockefeller Center where the weight of the world is on your shoulder. And I think most people feel that way. And, you know, our kind of goal is if we can take even a little bit off that our, off our clients, uh, you know, we're doing our job and, you know, you can see the visual change in a client's demeanor when you have removed whatever their financial burden is. Um, and our team, we just get a lot of joy out of that. No, I appreciate that very much. I often wonder, uh, like if, if, the vast majority of people never had to really think about money ever again. Would they be happier? Um, and I, I don't know what the answer to that is. You're, I think you're probably the opposite. You've been passionate about investing and I guess probably just money for since you, well, you started investing in stocks when you were 15, but you're probably passionate way before that. So, so I appreciate everything you just said of helping to shoulder your client's financial burden, alleviate that, that stress about money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it uh, health and wealth uh, go go hand in hand, and uh, it, it makes a huge difference if you can alleviate um, some of those burdens and give people you know the peace of mind that they're always looking for. What do you find are some of those really? I mean, when we talk about financial burdens, are there common ones that you see? Um, you know, everyone's different. Um, and you know, part of our job is identifying what that issue is and coming up with a unique solution for them. So a lot of, a lot of what we do is problem solving. Um, and, you know, um, some of the, the, the <laughs> some of the uh, biggest issues that people don't like to talk about, we call it the B word, uh, which is budgeting. Um, you know, you, you can be sitting in a meeting across from the table from someone and Typically, there's one spouse that will bring it up, and the other one you can see their just eyes go down, and <laughs> you know where it's coming from. And uh, you know, we we don't like to go there. We don't like to put handcuffs on people. Uh, we, we don't like to be restrictive. We like to flip it, be more optimistic, and talk about you know things that we can help with, things that we can help them plan, and uh, kind of turn it on, turn it on its head, and, and look at the other avenues. So. When when you say that we, we we don't want to put handcuffs on people, we don't want them to be feel like they're being restricted. So how how do you change that? Is it a matter of just framing it so that you can help people or get them to understand that hey, this is actually going to long term be more of an empowering thing because then you'll really know yes, definitively I can spend money on this traveling, going out, to whatever, or is it something else? Pat. Absolutely. I mean, you use two great words there, framing um, and then empowering. And those are those are great words. And y- yes, the, the, we try to focus their attention more on not what you can't do, but, you know, what does it look like? How much how much do you need to live the life that you want to live? Not not, you know, what can I not do? 
And so, you know, planning, we're, we're kind of getting, out getting into the planning aspect of, of what we do and people in our industry do. And that's a lot different than, than budgeting. It's, it's more optimistic. It's not repressive. Um, and, and, you know, the planning for us is, you know, we sit down with a, a client or a prospective client. Basically, we call it throwing the pieces of the puzzle on the table and, you know, doing the inventory of their financial life and saying, okay, where are you today? Let's identify that. Tell us where you want to go in the future. And it's our job to create that kind of financial plan or roadmap to get you there. Um, and that, that, that roadmap um, will dictate how we invest your money um, because the, the, the plan leads to investments, not vice versa. Um, and, you know, once that plan's in place, you know, they're accountable for their action steps. We're accountable for, um, our action steps, which is investing in a multitude of other things. Um, and I, I think once you lay that out um, and they can see it, it's great. You know, I, I always compare it to, you know, who plans to go on a Florida vacation and the, the day that it arrives, you know, they point their car south and say, I hope we get there. No. I mean, you, you, you've, right. you've got GPS, you've got something that takes you turn by turn. It's just, it's just crazy that people – treat their financial lives any different. And that's, that's absolutely true. And I think that sometimes when we think about money and financial planning, it's, it can be intimidating and complex, but it, it comes down to as simple as here's where you are. Here's where you want to be. Let's close the gaps. And between the CFA and CFP, you're probably as sophisticated as any advisor that's out there. How do you look at taking these concepts that can be challenging to people and making them easy to understand. Yeah. Fred, my partner has a great concept. You know, he always says, put the cookies on the lower shelf, which basically means <laughs> let's make, let's, let's make this simple. Is it, our world is complex. We understand that. Uh, Fred does a much better job of, of speaking layman's terms um, and, and making it overly simple. That's why we're, we're great partners and, We've got a bunch, our team up here is fantastic and, and we all have our different skill sets. Um, but to your point, making things simple, understandable, digestible for people uh, is crucial because if you give them what I call this textbook financial plan of 150 pages and it sits, you, know, you, you do it, you check the box and you put it on the shelf and it collects dust, that is worthless. You just create a paperweight if it's not uh, short, digestible with, with simple action items, you've just wasted a lot of time. Yeah, I'm fond of saying I'd rather be useful than brilliant. So it's it's awesome that we <laughs> just created a phone book, right, or a textbook, but it's not helping mm -hmm. anybody at all. Are there certain we, – we certainly mentioned budgeting, and, you know, that's – I, I like to kid that, that my wife keeps our budget and, and I never really enjoy it. Um, so that's a very real thing. Um, are, are, do you find that there's other conversations or other parts of going through a planning process that are really hard for people if it's they're just avoiding? I'll just ask the question. Are there certain aspects that, that, that are more challenging for people than, than others? Sure. Absolutely. Um, you know, I'm I'm a... I'm a big believer in discipline and I'm going to take a roundabout way to, to hopefully close this loop. But if I don't, please follow sure. up to John, you didn't answer the question. <laughs> um, and you know, 
discipline doesn't just apply to your finances. It, it applies to everything in your life from work to health to finances to your spiritual life. And I'm a big fan of um, Napoleon Hill's quote in his book, Thinking Grow Rich, which is great. You know, mind control is the result of discipline and ha- habit. You either control your mind or it controls you. And I think this applies to, to, to everything. You know, um, being disciplined, doing the little things right are what leads us to the big things. And, you know, it, you know the concept of how to eat an elephant, you know, one bite at a time. And, you know, another, you, just another quote that always runs through my mind um, that everyone knows, if you sow a thought and you reap an action, and you, and you sow an action, you reap a habit. And you sow a habit, you reap a character. You sow a character, you reap a destiny. And you know, that's kind of your life. And I think that that initial seed to start this chain reaction is discipline. Um, and so just looping back around to financial planning is an example. Let's say you've decided to save $100 a month. Well, don't fight human nature and say, okay, I've agreed to save $100 a month. And now on the first of every month, I'm going to manually push this money over into my savings account. No, you're making it harder on yourself. Hmm. Be disciplined. You've, you've committed to the idea. Now automate it. Set it where it automatically happens and you don't have to think about it. Move on to the next thing. You know, in, in, the, in the health world, exercising, you know, there's studies out there that basically just say, if you can just get your shoes on, you have a much higher probability of exercising. So those little things that we kind of just say is uh, little ticks that can can set you off in the right direction are huge. Um, and you know, I'm I'm way off on the reservation now, and I apologize. No, you're good. I'm in the self help psych realm now, <laughs> um, but little things like that make a huge difference. And and part of our job on the the items that you can't that we can't control or help you be disciplined on. When we meet with clients, we, we kind of turn into their accountability partner. You know, okay, six months ago we talked about this. Have, have you made any steps, progress on doing it? And we can't force them to do it, but we can remind them to do it and help them, help them be disciplined. So I think all that to say uh, discipline is, is, is a huge item that can take people a long way and, uh, and produce a lot of big things that when you look up, you go, wow. Yeah, that hundred bucks over a long period of time added up to a whole lot. That's right, and I think it's so. I think it's so great that we're having this kind of a conversation. Red Door is one of the more successful financial firms in the country. That that that's how I found you. You are a CFA, a CFP, the Chief Investment Officer, and we're talking about how some of the most important things for people are just doing all the little things, automating them, and and being disciplined with your behavior. And that's going to get you where you want to go. Um, I think so often people think that if you're watching financial TV, it's just it's this crazy world that nobody understands. When in reality, if it's getting out of debt, you're just going to need to develop the right habits. If it's st- establishing a savings account, you need to just start small and get there. And if you're going to save a bunch of money for your retirement, well, you just need to be diligent about it. Spot on. That, that that's right. I mean, I think I think everyone knows, and, and I try to listen to my elders because um, I think obviously they've got a lot of wisdom. And, and you always hear. I, I think it's understood that everyone knows that time flies, 
And I think the older you get, the faster time tends to move. And if you don't do these little things, you're going to wake up one day and you're going to be older and you're going to realize that you've, you've lost a lot of the uh, uh, precious time to get these things done. And you're not going to live, be able to live the life that you might've hoped for. And it's, it's, it's sad. Um, and you may, you may not be able to retire as early as you wanted. You may not be able to travel. You may not be able to enjoy the grandkids as much as you like, Wh- whatever it is. The bottom line is we don't, we don't want our clients to settle. We want them to thrive and, and live a, a fulfilling life. And, you know, you only get one go at this. We only have one life and you got to make the most of it. And, you know, your finances are just one sleeve of that. And as I mentioned earlier, if, if we can help remove any of that burden and let you focus on other things, you know, it, it's crucial. And going back to, to, to health and, and exercising, you know, for those people that do exercise, the longer you delay, the more effort, the more difficult it will be in the future because just, I mean, you're more sore, more tired, and, and the probability is that you're going to quit again. So the bottom line where I'm trying to go and, and close your loop there is start now, be disciplined, get a plan going, and it will make all the difference in the world. I love it, which leads us directly into our difference-making tip. I think that you probably have given us a lot, but Savage Nation is ready, John. What do you have for them? All right, I got two things. One, um, to to make this easy for people, I think if you want to look for uh, a planner or a wealth manager in your area, I think you go to uh, the website letsmakeaplan.org. Uh, it's a CFP-sponsored website. You plug in your zip code, and you will immediately get results of uh, CFPs, and you can identify fee-only uh, advisors because you have to disclose it in there. That's a great way to get started. My second topic that I always enjoy uh, uh, educating people on um, is clarifying uh, our industry. It, it's an alphabet soup of titles. Uh, you've got advisors. You've got brokers. You've got wealth managers. I know it's it, it's confusing and unfortunately there's not a standard set on the industry, but I've noticed in the past that people may not approach Red Door because we have wealth management in our title and they don't feel like they have enough to, to work with us. That, that is a huge misperception. Um, you know, wealth is in the eye of the beholder. I've got eight digit net worth clients that don't feel wealthy. So where I'm going with this is, you know, I want to answer what does wealth management actually mean and what our take on it is. And if you, if you look at wealth, at the word, it actually com- comes from a combination of two old English words, wheel, W-E-A-L, and well. Wheel means a sound, healthy, and prosperous state, and well means happiness. So if you combine those, those words with the word health, you know, our interpretation is of wealth is happy, healthy, and prosperous. And, you know, from our seat, it's our job to help our clients achieve that state and obviously keep them there. And the bottom line is, is anybody can do it. You just got to start. Well, that is great stuff. That definitely gets, come on, come on. John, thank you so much for coming on today. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you and Red Door? Thanks, George. Uh, you can visit our website, uh, reddoorwealth.com. We're also on LinkedIn and Facebook. Excellent. 
Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show John your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to reddoorwealth.com. I'll also list the social media in the notes of the show as well. Thanks again, John. Thank you, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step-by-step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!